This is episode 640 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Here is Why the U.S. Economy Would Continue to Crash Even If All the Lockdowns Were Lifted Immediately. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the exclusive Prepper Website email group, which allows you to communicate with other preppers right from your email. You don't have to worry about your every link, click, or word being tracked by social media. This email group resides on the same servers as Prepper Website, so you can trust it. Other benefits include members-only videos and periodic webinars. This is a great value for $20 a year. So for more information, visit PrepperWebsite.net or click the link in the show notes. Well, guys, right before I jump into this article of the podcast, let's uh, do a couple of housekeeping things. First of all, uh, please excuse me because I am dealing with some severe sinus pressure. Uh, Weather has changed and uh, just the allergies are kicking up down here in the Houston area. Now, I know some of you are dealing with snow and dealing with ice on the ground and stuff like that. That is totally crazy. We recently had an online meetup in the exclusive Prepper website email group and people were talking about the change in the weather and and the snow and all that kind of stuff. And that's crazy to think about that while we have our gardens down here and we we have things planted and and in the ground. Uh, But still, we're dealing with with allergies and uh, we kind of like the cooler weather down here. Uh, we don't necessarily like all the allergies and the and the things that come with living down here in, in the Houston area. Although I know some of y'all in other places deal with allergies all the time as well. The other thing I want to let you know is that um, I thankfully moved into my office again. So my son and my daughter-in-law moved out. My son was living with us temporarily until he finished student teaching and got a job with the school district. And so they were able to do that and uh, able to move out even amid all this coronavirus thing and and all that kind of stuff. uh, They were careful and they were able to to move out. And I was able to move back into my office, but there are some acoustical things that I'm trying to work out. So sometimes you'll hear a little echo. I'm trying to work all those things out. It's going to take me a little bit of time, especially since uh, I can't go and and get all the things that I want to get right now and and try to figure that out. So uh, Give me a little bit of, uh, or be a little patient with me as far as the sound goes. Try to make it as best as I can. And then we received a review over at iTunes. And this is from Buck is my spirit animal. That's his name. And he says, I really appreciate the variety of information that Todd brings to the table. He also stays away from some of the dark corners of the internet and instead brings good information. I'm all in on this podcast and the website. Well, Buck is my spirit animal. Thank you so much for that review. Greatly appreciate it. And guys, if you'd like to leave a review, you can always go to iTunes or uh, whichever podcast uh, app you use. What you know, They all have ways that you can review. And so when you leave a favorable review, that's, uh, that helps other people that are looking for preparedness content decide to you know, listen to the podcast. So I greatly appreciate all that. All right, so our article of the podcast comes to us from the economiccollapseblog.com, and that is Michael Snyder's blog over there. And he has a couple of different blogs as well, websites as well. 
And uh, we had Michael not too long ago talking about the COVID-19 thing and also the economy and stuff not, not too long ago. Uh, but he's got a lot of great stuff out there. But some of it, I got to be honest, when I read his stuff, it is although he sources it and he, he does a lot of that, it still feels very doom and gloom to me, right? And it always feels kind of like, oh man, you know, what are we, what are we, do, what are we doing here? You know, we got to move forward. And so uh, I take it a lot of the times when I read his articles, I take it as information and, you know, th- that type of information that I need to be able to, to stay aware of what is going on and maybe what is coming down uh, for our future. So I'm going to read this article and you're again, you're probably going to feel like, hey, this is a little doom and gloom. But at the end of this, I want to share some things where we can kind of really turn this around and how can we use this to our benefit? Because we can take this information and we can get an idea of where things are going, but then choose to make decisions now that would benefit our, ourselves and, and our families. So let's go ahead and jump into this article again. It's coming to us from the economiccollapseblog.com. The title of the article is Here's Why the U.S. Economy Would Continue to Crash Even If All the Lockdowns Were Lifted Immediately. Let's go ahead and start reading. COVID-19 has created an enormous amount of fear, and that fear is doing far more damage to the economy than the actual virus is. In an environment of fear, financial institutions become a lot tighter with their money, and that inevitability causes economic activity to slow down. For example, just consider what happened in 2008. Mortgage lending standards suddenly became much more strict, and that greatly contributed to the horrific housing price crash, which left millions upon millions of Americans underwater on their mortgages. Unfortunately, this coronavirus pandemic has created a wave of fear that is far greater than what we experienced during the last recession and that has enormous implications for the months ahead. Extremely loose lending standards helped create debt-fueled booms throughout our economy in recent years, but now lending standards are going in the complete opposite direction very rapidly. For instance, Chase is now requiring a credit score of at least 700 for all new home loans, and they are one of the financial institutions that is now requiring a down payment of at least 20%. So here's a quote. A Chase spokesman confirmed that starting April 14, new mortgage applicants will need a minimum credit score of 700 and a down payment of 20%. Refinancing applications for non-Chase mortgages will also need the same score. Chase didn't disclose its previous lending standards, but the average down payment for first-time home buyers is around 6%, according to a 2018 survey from the National Association of Realtors. So if you own your own home, would you have been approved for a mortgage under the new Chase standards? And Chase is far from alone. In fact, most major mortgage lenders have now tightened up and Redfin is estimating that about a quarter of all home buyers last year would not have qualified under the new standards. So if you remove about a quarter of all buyers from the marketplace moving forward, what happens to housing mar- to the housing market? Yes, there will be an implosion and it will happen no matter whether coronavirus lockdowns are in effect or not. And home equity loans are going to be hit even harder. As I discussed last week, Wells Fargo is no longer taking HELOC applications at all. 
So now, so no matter how good your credit is, you simply cannot get a home equity line of credit from Wells Fargo at this point. This is what fear does. We see similar things happening in the credit card industry. Standards have been greatly tightened for new customers, and in some instances, existing customers are having their limits slashed or their cards suddenly canceled. The following comes from Newsweek. Quote, analysts warn that credit card companies are lowering credit limits and canceling cards, often without warning, amid the pandemic-induced economic crisis, just as they did during the Great Recession, end quote. Now, if you think that this won't have a dramatic impact on the U.S. economy, then you probably haven't been paying attention. Our economy is a consumer-driven economy, and if consumers don't have access to easy credit, there is no way in the world that economic activity will return to previous levels. Of course, even if they did have access to easy credit, many Americans are so afraid of this virus that they have no intention of resuming normal economic patterns anytime soon. So here's another quote. Here's hoping you enjoyed the last movie or concert you attended because if the results of a new survey are accurate, it may be a long, long time before such events are ever popular again. According to the research, 40% of Americans plan to avoid public spaces unless absolutely necessary, long after the coronavirus pandemic has subsided. The survey, commissioned by Vito Vio, asked 1,000 U.S. adults about how they envision everyday life in the wake of the coronavirus. All in all, it looks like they are suddenly a whole lot more germaphobes in the land of the free. Over four in five, 82%, said they are now more aware of and concerned about cleaning protocols in public areas. Additionally, 58% are more suspicious about their friends' and family's hygiene habits." And a lot of companies are also going to be extremely hesitant to return to normal because of the threat of lawsuits. Earlier today, I was stunned to learn that 771 coronavirus-related lawsuits have been filed. Quote, hundreds of lawsuits stemming from the coronavirus pandemic are rapidly amassing in state and federal courts. The first wave of litigation challenging decisions made early during the crisis by corporations, insurance companies, and governments. Claims have been filed against hospitals and senior living facilities, airlines and cruise lines, fitness chains, and the entertainment industry. 771 as of Friday, according to a database compiled by Hunton Andrews Kurth, an international law firm tracking cases that emerged from the pandemic. End quote. Isn't that insane? I have repeatedly warned my readers that it will be exceedingly difficult to return to normal in our overly litigious society, but even I didn't expect so many lawsuits so soon. And this is just the beginning. Eventually, there will be thousands upon thousands of coronavirus lawsuits, and they will tie up our courts for the foreseeable future. This pandemic just seems to be magnifying everything that is wrong with our society. And at this point, the future looks so bleak that even perpetually optimistic Warren Buffett is thrown in the cards. Quote, a 95% plunge in passengers, billions in losses, a rush for new debt, a recovery that executives expect to take years, coronavirus is roiling the airline industry and the Oracle of Omaha has seen enough. Warren Buffett told Investor Saturday that Berkshire Hathaway has sold its entire stake in the four largest U.S. airlines, American, Delta, Southwest, and United, 
as the pandemic upends another bet on the sector that the famed investor had shunned for years before a surprise return in 2016, end quote. Buffett understands that fear of this virus is going to paralyze air travel for a very long time to come, and he is getting out while he still can. But if our society cannot even handle COVID-19, what will things look like once much worse things start happening? It has been sobering to watch how rapidly our snowflake society has melted during the pandemic. Now, virtually the entire nation is paralyzed by fear, and the once great U.S. economy is crashing all around us. And the really bad news is that this is just the beginning. All right, guys, like I said, a little doom and gloom there towards the end or all throughout, you know, because you get this feeling is like, man, what is, you know, what's the use? You know, where where are we headed? This this is headed down uh, this this downturn here that we're going to have. And if you're already struggling and you're already having issues, man, this doesn't really seem seem uh, good for you. And so, uh, but again, I, like I said before, I appreciate Michael Snyder and the work that he does there because it helps me to think ahead about the future. And even if the doom and gloom uh, is, is there, then looking forward and what do I need to adjust? And that's the point here is what do we need to do to adjust? How do we need to be flexible? Because that's where we are right now. And those that survive and those that are able to thrive in situations like this are able to be flexible, are able to be creative, are able to see the things ahead, and you're able to make moves now. That was one of the things that we talked about in our uh, exclusive one of our online meetups. We talked about what kinds of things do we need to be thinking about in the future as we as we start looking at what might happen as far as maybe the economy starts to like uh, Michael was writing about here. The the economy starts to crash. Um, maybe you know the you have the uh, the global supply chain is starting to uh, you know not move materials around as much as and we already know that that is happening right and so how does that affect what kind of things does that affect uh, as as far as what we buy and so here we are we're in the middle of summer but you may be looking towards the fall or towards the winter of things that you might need so let's talk a little bit about how we can be flexible and how we can start to adjust our thinking and what things we need to, to start paying attention to now as far as being able to, to be ready for our families and ourselves when for our, our own preparedness moving forward. And so I have just quickly just eight things that I'd like to talk to you about. And uh, let me just briefly talk about them. So the first thing is this. If you do not have a budget, then you need to go ahead and start a budget. A budget is the way that you figure out how what you have coming in and what you have going out. And if you're one of those that has been very uh, life has been good to you, and you know your um, your job pays you well, and you have money that comes into your bank account, and you really don't have to worry about how much goes out and how much comes in and all that good stuff. But you might need to in the future, maybe now is the time to go ahead and start a budget. And especially those of us who might feel the pinch right now, we really need to be having, uh, we really need to be knowing, I can talk here, we really need to know where our money is, is going to and where it's flowing to. Because if you're not paying attention, then a little bit here and a little bit there, it starts to add up. And who knows? I mean, having a little bit extra at the end of the month can be a very beneficial thing for you in, when we talk about preparedness and buying things that we might need. 
So you really need to have a budget right now. You need to write down what is coming in and what is going out. And you need to document that so that you have a good understanding. You don't want to be going negative at the end of the month. You want to be positive. You want to spend less than you make. That is very obvious. That's how you get ahead in life. But if you don't have that written down somewhere, then you're going to have, then trying to keep it all in your mind is not going to work. So you really need to have a budget and you really need to sit down with a budget and uh, work it all out and sit down with your spouse and, and make sure that you, you're all on the same page. And not too long ago, and actually I've, I've talked about this on the podcast before and I've written about it uh, several times before, but I created, uh, I wrote an article called The Position Yourself for Financial SHTF, Practical Steps for Paying Down Debt and Saving Money. And in that article, I added a budget that I use for myself that, you know, of course I changed the numbers and changed some things around, but it's basically a spreadsheet and it's a Google Doc or actually a Google uh, Sheet. And I did it on Google Sheets because everybody can get Google Sheets. It's free. And so you can use it. And basically you can just uh, add in the different amounts and it will change it up for you. So it's a spreadsheet that will change amounts and all that good stuff. And I have a little bit of information there on the side. So it, it tells you how to do it. But if you prefer Microsoft Excel, you can always download it and upload it into Microsoft Excel and it will work. But anyway, it's it's an electronic budget that will allow you to change up the numbers so that you can play around with the numbers and see where you're at and, and all that good stuff. Part of the budget that I would recommend is if you do have money left over at the end of the month, then you want to make sure that you have some kind of savings and you're, you're dumping it into savings. You, you really want to save. And so having a budget is going to be very important moving forward. You need to know how much money is coming in and going out. So please do a budget if you don't have a budget. The second thing that really we can be doing right now to help ourselves stay on top of the, you know, stay flexible and stay on top of what is happening and be ready to, to make moves that we need to is save as much money as you can now. And that means that maybe you had a purchase that you were looking forward to. Maybe you had a big purchase that you were going to make. And if it's not required, if it's not something that is necessary, you might want to hold off on that. So maybe you were going to buy, I don't know, uh, a new lawnmower or maybe you were going to, to buy, you know, some, some new tools just because you had the itch to buy some new tools and you were going to get around to doing that. Now, if it might be that if you don't need those for your job, if you don't really truly need those, uh, then maybe you you hold off on that. Uh, maybe you were going to paint the house if you you know just because you wanted a different color. Well, then maybe you hold off on that just a little bit. Maybe you were going to you know do a, a whole remodel of the kitchen or something like that. If it's not necessary, if you don't have to do it for any reason, then you might want to hold off. So at this time, try to save as much money as you can so that you can go ahead and put that away so you have it in case things go sideways and you're able to draw from that money, right? What if your air condition goes out? What if you have a hiccup with your vehicle? And that way, if credit is, if you're somebody who uses credit cards all the time, if credit card limits are being turned down and you might not even realize it and you go to pay for your car and you can't get your vehicle out of the shop, then you want to be able to use cash to be able to do that. So having some money in savings is really, really important. So the third thing here that I would like to say is 
stock up on the things that you might need in the near future. You know, somebody I know said in the one of the, the email threads that oil is so cheap right now that they went ahead and topped off their their oil for for the winter time. And so, you know, it's just like, go ahead. Oil is, is so cheap and go ahead and, and get get it at a really good price right now. So what are other things, though, that you can see in the foreseeable future that you might need? So not just because it's a great price, but maybe in the future, you're not going to be able to find as much of it around. So think about all the people right now that were planning ahead for all the, the, the shortages that we're having. So let's let's look at meat right now. So in the email group, in our online meetup, a lot of people up north were saying that uh, meat was, it was hard to find. And it was, um, if, if they did find it, it was very, very expensive. Now down here in my area, I am not having problems finding meat. There are no restrictions as far as how much meat you can buy or anything like that. I haven't seen those restrictions on meat since the first couple of weeks of when the coronavirus, the lockdown, shelter in place, whatever, really started ramping up. So all those things are, are, are down. Um, we have no limits whatsoever. Uh, the pasta is still a little low. There's still some things that, that are low on the shelves, but for the most part, you can get as much as you want and they're not going to stop you. But one thing that I did notice is that meat, beef, is very, very expensive. And so a lot more expensive than what we're used to. So when I went to go look at uh, beef here recently, I was kind of blown away. Now, some of you would say, Todd, that's not, that's not very expensive. You know, from maybe from where, where you are, maybe you pay a lot more for, for meat. But for me, it was expensive from what we're used to. So those people who have purchased beef or have purchased meat and they purchased it when it was a lot cheaper and they filled up their freezers and they have all this meat in there. And so they're good to go for a long, long time. They're actually saving money because they don't have to go out and fork out the, uh, the money for the expensive beef that is out there. So what is it that you might need to stock up on right now? Maybe some things for the fall. Is there something for the fall that you always have to buy new or you need to get or maybe in the winter time so that you can go ahead and get those things now? A lot of people aren't thinking about winter. A lot of people aren't thinking about what they're going to need six months down the road. So if you are looking to purchase those things, you might have a bigger choice. You might have options. You might have the ability to get those things at a really great deal right now, as opposed to waiting for wintertime when everyone goes and they're trying to purchase up all these things. And maybe the global supply chain hasn't brought in new items. And so those things are going to be more expensive or they're going to go really, really quickly and you're not going to have what you need. So it's smart right now to be thinking ahead. So start thinking ahead, looking to the fall, looking to the wintertime. What can I what can I get or what am I going to need then that I can go ahead and purchase now? And maybe I, now that I have options, now that I can call around, now that I can maybe, you know, bargain a little bit with for price, because there's a lot of people out there who are wanting to make sales and make deals. And so if there's something that is that you need for wintertime and you're willing to buy it in the summertime, they might give you a very heavy discount. So be thinking about that and make that call, make that purchase. You might, uh, you might not regret it later on. You might be very happy that you did it. All right, so another thing that you can do is call 
the services that you deal with and ask for a deal. So there are, you know, like your, your not necessarily your electricity or maybe your electricity. Uh, we kind of lock down our price down here where I'm at, but maybe like your internet service provider, your cell phones. Um, recently, I just called, we called our alarm system company and we called to cancel because we're moving to another, uh, another company. And when we called them, they were willing to, they, they thought initially the reason we were canceling was because of the coronavirus and, and uh, you know, because of, of uh, the cost and all that kind of stuff. So they were willing to give a very, very deep discount for, you know, for three months to be able to, to continue on with the service. And, you know, they didn't realize that we had moved to another company. But there are people out there that are willing to do that because they're looking at people that are canceling services and they'd rather help you have a better price for a little while if it keeps you with them. So um, one of the things you might want to do is call around and just start asking this question. So I'm going to give you what to say and you can kind of take it for what, what it's worth and use this if you want. But when you call your, your service, whatever service it might be, you call them up and just simply say this, I'm trying to cut my bills in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, and I'm wondering if your company is offering any deals or savings. And then stop there and let them talk and then go from there. Now, I'm not, I'm not suggesting you lie. I'm not suggesting that you be deceitful. I'm just saying you are asking the question, are there any offerings, any deals or savings that the company is offering right now? And that savings, if they do, like, yeah, we can, for right now, what we're doing is for three months, we will give you the service at this amount of, of, uh, of a cost. Well, then if they do that, that's fine. That extra money that you save, dump it into savings or purchase something that you really need. And so call your, call your services. You never know. You might be able to get a deal for a, a temporary deal for, for right now. You may, might be able to save some money especially when they have their equipment like that alarm company that I was talking about. Their equipment is here. All we're paying for basically is monitoring every month. So for them, it does make sense to give you three or four months worth of cost savings so that they can continue having your business. And so there's a lot of businesses that are out there like that, that are willing to give you a little bit of cost savings to keep you happy and keep you with their service. So Go ahead and, and try that, especially if you have a little bit of time. If you're at home, maybe you're sheltering in place, maybe you're locked down. Get off of uh, the boob tube, right? Get off the internet for a little bit and make some calls and maybe you can save your family some money and maybe some substantial money. All right, so let me move on to the next one here. Number five is this. Start a micro biz or a side hustle. Now, if you've been a listener to the podcast for any amount of time, you know I am very big on this. I'm a very big proponent of having a micro biz or some kind of side hustle that will bring in other streams of income into your family's budget. I think it's very important. And really, this is the way that I was able to prepare my family and get the things that I needed to feel better prepared because of owning Prepper website and having the website and earning money from different different ways that I've done like being an affiliate and having ads and selling ads on my on my website and different things like that I was able to bring in some money to my family budget and I was able to prepare 
And so I didn't have to take away from my family budget. I didn't have to take away from the things that, you know, are the bills that we were paying and, and, and all those different kinds of things to, to prepare. So I was able to use that money in that way. And so your side business, your, your micro business, your side business, your side hustle, whatever you want to call it, will bring in extra money, even if it's $10, $15 a month. What could that do? And really, that's going to be small change. So as you continue to work it and you continue to be out there and people see that it's a valuable service, whatever you're offering, then you have this great opportunity to start bringing in money. What if you were bringing in $50 a month or $100 a month? What would that do to your family budget? I mean, what would that do to your pantry as far as adding extra food? What would that do to your debt, paying down debt a lot faster than maybe making minimal payments? What would that do to the preparedness gear that you really feel that you need to be able to, to purchase and to get? And so, you know, you have this option. And here's the thing. A lot of people will feel like they can't offer anything. And I would say that is not true. You're just, you're thinking like your typical business. I'm talking about either adding some kind of service out there or I'm talking about providing some kind of uh, you know item. So you're you're creating something. You're you're making something. So you're not creating a cert. You're not make uh, putting out a service. You are actually building something and selling it. And so there's a lot of people that make crafts, do crafts, and they're selling things out there. You know, right now with uh, the way that uh, the the uh, everybody's buying off of the internet. You know, you buy off of Amazon and, you know, you're maybe you're trying to give a gift to someone and you're looking at Amazon. But that's all, you know, all you see there is your typical stuff that's out there. Maybe you're there's people out there that are wanting to give something unique and something something that that's different for some kind of gift, whatever that might be. Well, if you're creating things and you're putting them on Etsy or you have your own, you know, WooCommerce site or whatever, Shopify, whatever that might be, people can look at what you have and then you can, they can pay you for it and you can send it as a gift to whoever they're wanting to gift that to. So people are always looking for really neat things and they're looking for interesting things and there are still people out there with plenty of money. I know some of us might be dealing with the financial aspect of this whole COVID-19 thing, but there's a lot of other people out there that do have money and they're willing to spend it. So if you're creating something that you can sell, that is great. Or if you have a service. So for instance, my lawn guy, you know, he's still coming and he's still cutting my grass. And I don't know if, you know, if he is an essential service, maybe he is, but he comes over to the house, you know, yesterday or the other day I was in the backyard and he came, I could hear him and I, I heard the weed eater and he was coming and he was taking care of some things. And, you know, we talked from far away. We didn't get close to each other. And he was, you know, he was more than six feet away. And, and uh, you know, we, we said hi to each other. And I wrote the check out for him. And I put it where I normally put it on the back table. And I just left it there. And I just let him know that it was going to be there. So when he finished, he can just grab it. So there was no real interaction if you're worried about that. As far as, you know, face-to-face interaction, we were always far enough away from each other, but he's still conducting that service. So maybe you could you could do a little bit of that. Maybe I know of people that were uh, getting trash hauled off and all, all of the interactions with the person were from far away. And it was like, yeah, I need this trash hauled off, you know, to the dump. And the guy said, I can do it for this amount of money. 
you know, he, he came, he started picking up the stuff. He, you know, they left the, the money, you know, in an envelope, you know, on the back porch. And so things were still done. You know, there are people out there who need help and need services. And so whatever it might be, don't discount what you have. And so you, you might just have knowledge and that's great. People out there are seeking knowledge, especially right now with so many people being on, on the internet and looking up information. Recently, I talked about a new course that I was offering for uh, you know those that want to build their own preparedness website. And I was offering, I'm start getting it off the ground. I'm building it as I go. I'm offering it as at fifty dollars, uh, fifty dollars for the course right now as as I'm building it. But that is going to go away. So I'm building it. I'm putting up videos right now and uh, showing people how to walk through the tutorials. And I have a lot of other things that I'm willing to do, sit down with you and talk about your goals and your domain name. And uh, then later on, we have Zoom meetings where we're coming on and just kind of all uh, talking together and, and helping each other out. I, I know that community is a very important thing. I'm willing to look at your articles and if they're and if they are preparedness related and ready to go, I'm willing to help you get them on Prepper website. And we also have a, a Facebook group, although I hate Facebook. You know how I hate it. It's an easy place to have a group. So it's a, it's a private group for those that are in the course. So for those that are interested in making their own website or their own preparedness website, but it doesn't have to be a preparedness website, this is a great deal. So $50 to get into this course where I walk you through how to build your WordPress website. And, and so that is one thing that I'm doing to increase the money that is coming in. But there might be someone out there who has a side hustle that say you, says, you know what, I need to uh, have a website so that I can point other people to what I'm doing and uh, let them know how to contact me and where I can put referrals up and testimonies and those types of things. So I'm going to go ahead and and uh, create a website. And so this would be a great opportunity. So there's always opportunities out there for you. And you can do, you know, if you can bring value to people's lives, people will pay for it. So whatever you are capable of doing, you might need to ask other people. When you think about me, what have I, what can I, what value do I bring to your life? Or what have I helped you with before? Or if you were to come to me for any reason, why would you come to me? And you might find a lot of things that you just think are regular, oh, hey, this is just the way I do things. This is just the, the way that, you know, I think. People would say, no, 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 that is a gift that you do. Maybe it's organization. Maybe it is editing. Maybe whatever it might be. There are, you know, there are jobs out there that you can do if you're willing to work at it. And if you're willing to turn off the idiot box a little bit and, uh, and, and go to work, you can bring in some extra money for yourself and for your family. All right. So another thing that you can do to help save money, to stay flexible, is to make sure you are cooking at home. I think a lot of people are doing this um, and of course right now because of the lockdown situation a lot of people are cooking at home but one of the things that I've noticed when I have gone out to the grocery store and I try not to go out uh, unless I really need to but a lot of the times the prepackaged food is the stuff that is already bought off and then like ramen noodles oh man that is like the worst thing that you could possibly eat but that is you you don't like the whole place where that would be right on the shelves that is completely wiped out all the time because people want easy to make food and they're eating the junk food that is out there. So 
learning how to cook from home is going to be very important. You can make nutritious meals at home. You can save a whole lot of money. And so part of that is making a menu and working off of that menu. If you go to the refrigerator, to the pantry every day, try to figure out what you are going to make for, for lunch or for dinner or whatever, you're going to spend a lot of time trying to figure out what you're going to do. But then also you are, you might not have all the ingredients that you need. So if you create a menu and when you go to the store, you buy all the things off of that menu. I've talked about this many, many times. And then in the food storage um, course, the free course that I have over at prepperwebsite.net. And I believe it's linked in the show notes. So you can go to that if you want. I talk about this and just make a menu and then bounce off of that menu and you have, you know, you have what you need. So one of the things that has happened because of this pandemic thing that's going on is my son, who has never really cooked before in in the kitchen, has started cooking and he has come up with some really cool stuff. Right. So one of the things that he he saw, I guess, online, I don't know where he saw the stuff, but he wanted cheese sticks. So he's like, hey, here's a list of things that I'd like. If you're going to the store, I'd like these things. And so he made cheese sticks and they were pretty good. I was like, wow, I was pretty amazed at what, how they came out. He's doing this thing with uh, this like breakfast sandwich where he is, you know, it's like grilled cheese, but with eggs and bacon. And uh, at first I, when I looked at it, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about this. And then he made one on uh, today for today's Mother's Day, right? So he made it for brunch for for uh, my wife as a, as a Mother's Day thing, so she wouldn't have to cook or anything like that. And he finally he made one for me, and the eggs are a little bit more runny than I like. I don't like runny eggs, but I got to tell you that even with that, it was good. And so you know, maybe this is the time where you learn how to cook. Maybe this is a time where you learn how to uh, you you do stuff at home and you save a whole lot of money. Another thing that he wanted to do is, uh, you know, he wanted to do that Popeye's chicken or have some kind of breaded chicken sandwich. And we're not going out. We're not eating out right now. And uh, and we like to eat out. We we love like Mexican food. We love to go get the chips and the salsa and, and all that kind of stuff. And so we're not doing that. But he wanted like a, a, a breaded chicken. So he looked online. And he found some kind of recipe and he was cooking it up and he's doing a great job. So it's not really hard. If you can just, if you can read and you can follow a recipe, then you can do it. One of the things that I wanted to make was bourbon chicken. And uh, so one of my teammates at work brought some bourbon chicken one time to one of our, our uh, you know, our, our luncheons that, you know, everybody kind of our potlucks or whatever that you bring something to. And I really enjoyed it, right, with a little bit of rice. And I'm like, I want to make that. I, I looked up a recipe and got the got the ingredients that I needed and made it. And guess what? It was good. It's one of those things that people like to have here at the house. And so, you know, you can cook at home. There are plenty of recipes. You can figure it out. Now is the time to do it. And when you cook at home, you are saving tons and tons of money. All right. So number seven here is this. You might want to find ways to barter right? Whether that's barter services, or maybe if you're growing vegetables and fruit, you might find, might want to find a way to barter those, um, you know, those services or, you know, that product that you have. And one of the ways that you could do that is by using some of the social media and some of the online services that are out there. So I know in the past, I've talked about like Facebook marketplace that will just kind of target your area. 
I've talked about Nextdoor, the Nextdoor app, where just people in your neighborhood that are that you can uh, kind of target there. There, are, there's Craigslist as well. And so, as this economy is going, and, and uh, we're having issues with the economy, and maybe people aren't finding what they what they need, and they don't have the money to pay for services, but they might be able to barter services or barter for product. So maybe you need some tomatoes, but you have a lot of apples or oranges or whatever, and you're able to barter with people. And I, I know those probably aren't in season all at the same time, but um, you know, you you have those those abilities to do that or services uh, and, and pay for those services uh, by creating another, by, by uh, bartering services. So I, you know, you have a tree to cut down. Okay, great. I can cut down your tree. I need you to do this thing over here. And so there are bartered networks out there that will, that will help facilitate things like this, but just simply putting it out there on on social media or on net you know on like next door craigslist whatever putting it out there hey i'm looking for you know a recommended this or whatever i'm willing to barter this and it might not be as soon as you want it but it might it there might be somebody out there that's willing to do it for you and willing to barter so go ahead and, and think about that and the last thing that i'm going to say number eight is this think about diy and think about doing things yourself. If there is something at home that you can do, you might not be the most mechanically inclined person, but if there is something that you can do uh, just by researching it online, man, you can save a lot of money. And so I know that I have done different things that, uh, you know, just by researching on YouTube, changing out, you know, a wax ring on a toilet. Some people would be like, God, that's no big deal, Todd. Well, if you've never done it before, if you don't have any kind of background knowledge before, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Um, maybe changing out a garbage disposal and maybe, you know, you, you need you might want to not call a plumber out to do that. And if you can just save a lot of money by doing that yourself, maybe fixing a sprinkler system, you know, instead of calling somebody out for that, go ahead and, and taking, taking care of it yourself. And there's going to be some real technical things that, that you don't want to try, you know, like I, I don't like messing with electricity. I'd rather call somebody out for electricity, but if there's something that I can do myself, I'm going to, and I can save a little bit of money. I'm going to try to do that. And so maybe you think about DIY a little bit more. Uh, maybe it's some, something simple as, you know, normally you would have called out someone to paint a room for you. Maybe you paint your own room. Uh, you know, maybe you uh, would have called somebody out to, to weed the garden or to, I don't know, to do stuff in, in the yard. And maybe you do it to save a little bit of money. So whatever you can do, if you can do it, if you can, you know, get a, get a YouTube video, if you can figure it out to save a little bit of money, then start thinking that way. We're in this time again where we're trying to save money. We're trying to look ahead of what look ahead to what might be coming and being prepared for that by having money in reserves and by starting to do things that, you know, I don't know, maybe you start acquiring some tools that you need to be able to to do some of these things, you know, or, you know, tools are going to be worth money later on down the, the road, or at least worth, uh, have a value to them. Because if you are someone who needs to fix something and you don't have tools, tools become very, very valuable to you. And so there's, you know, it's very surprising. A lot of people don't have tools. They don't have basic tools. And so, you know, having some basic tools is, is valuable. So, just be thinking about as this economy, instead of just looking 
looking at the news, instead of just reading all the craziness that is out there, what can you do to better prepare your family for the economic crisis that might be coming, the economic crisis that we all might be feeling a little bit later on in the future? The things that you can do now can greatly prepare you for the future. Think about like if, if you were someone who wasn't prepared for this pandemic, and let's just talk about N95 masks, or maybe you didn't have masks. If I was to tell you in November, hey, there's going to be a pandemic that's going to hit, and it's really going to wrap, ramp up in February and March, and it, I was telling you this in November, and you went out and you purchased gloves and you purchased masks and you purchased them at the price that are they're, they're normally at on Amazon and you bought as many as you wanted and you didn't worry about you know stock you know all the stocks and, and limits and all that kind of stuff and then the thing hit in February man you would be really appreciative of that so what can you think of now what are you going to need we're all in different places we're all in different situations right now. We all live in different parts of the country. Those of you that are up north, like I mentioned earlier, that you're dealing with, you know, snow on the ground and, and that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, you've got different needs up north than I have down here in, in the south. So what kinds of things can you foresee that you might need that you can go ahead and start sourcing those and purchasing those things now so you are better off in the future? So let's just recap really quickly those eight things were... Make sure that you start your budget. Try to save as much money as you can. Stock up on things that you will need in the future. Call your services and try to get deals at this point. Maybe start a micro biz or a side hustle. Create a menu and then eat at home. Maybe you learn about bartering and maybe you, you see if there's some barter networks in your area. And then what can you do to DIY, you know, do it yourself at home, whatever it might be, to be able to save a little bit of money and to, uh, at the same time, you acquire those skills to be able to do that. So as we're moving forward with the whole COVID-19 and as we see the economy and, and we, we hear the news, what can we do to better prepare ourselves ahead of time? That's what being prepared is all about. It's not about sitting and waiting for SHTF. It's about looking ahead and how we can better prepare our families and ourselves so that we are you know, in a situation where we are thriving when it's that time, when the time hits, right? So guys, like always, I'm going to link to this article from Michael Schneider over at the Economic Collapse blog. I'm going to link to that in the show notes, have some other things in the show notes like the article link and, you know, that, that verbiage to give the services. I'm going to have that in the links if you want to, uh, or in the show notes, if you want to go check that out. And uh, like always, I try to provide a lot of value for you there, uh, there in the show notes. Check out, check out those show notes if you haven't done it in a while. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 640. Hey, to subscribe to the show, make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app or head on over to the prepperwebsitepodcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. Hey, and don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com, where we link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 hand-picked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life.
Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.